You are listening to motivational quotes and inspirational life stories from real life people just like you. I'm your host, Victoria Johnson. You can learn more about me and my number one best-selling book at victoriajohnson.org. It's time to share our experiences and motivate and inspire you. So let's get started. Hello, wonderful listeners. I'm so glad that you are back with us for yet another episode. I just love being able to share people's stories with you. Uh, You know, we all have that story and we have overcome adversity in our lives. And I think when we listen to other people's stories and how they have conquered them, it gives us hope. And it lets us know that we are not alone. And I'm so grateful for my guest today, who is being very brave and sharing with us stories that would, for many of us, put us in bed with the covers over our head. But she has found a way to come out of the covers and spread love and light by sharing her story and honoring her memories. So I would love to welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you for being here. Hi, Victoria. It's great being here. Thank you. So Michelle is quite accomplished. She is a, uh, she comes from a corporate background where she has worked for many, many years and her heart has been in the metaphysical and spiritual world as well. And so she is a Reiki practitioner, certified Heal Your Life teacher and coach, certified angel tarot reader, and is very interested in all of these things that she was putting into practice in her life and then learning how to help others by doing the same, teaching them to do the same in their life. So Michelle, can you kind of tell us where it all started, where you turned that corner and and realized that the metaphysical teachings, the spiritual practice that you follow was necessary in your life as something that really supported your beliefs and moved you forward? I think for myself, um, I was always interested in the metaphysical side. In 2013, my son had actually passed away. It was very quick. Um, He got a stomach ache and had passed five weeks later. And that totally threw my whole life and everything that I knew into a into a spinning circle of, you know, just trying to deal with the grief and, you know, what is life like after losing a child? And I spent a lot of time angry. I spent a lot of time bitter because your children are not supposed to go before you. I always told myself that Devin would want me to move on. It would be very important for him that I remained happy in life and that I went on to fulfill any other dreams that I have within my own journey. And it wasn't until this year that everything really hit close to home. And I finally kind of got to a fork in the road where with everything going on, with dealing with the grief, with some health issues I was having, I got to a point where I had to make a choice where it was to go be with my son, which to me, that's the easy part, or to fight for my life and really make him proud in what I do and what I accomplish in life. And so for myself, I chose the harder option (laughs) and uh, I started to fight back. I had a spiritual awakening that really affected me. And all of a sudden I found that I was even more drawn to meditations, affirmations, just really healing internally. And so I have spent 2020 really working on that. It has allowed me to look at 
um, my son's passing from another perspective. I don't think I'll ever fully understand why he had to go before me. But at the same time, I can honestly say the words and feel right down to my soul level that he wants me to help others, to serve others and help them get through some of the pain of losing a child or just dealing with some of life's stuff that comes up. I am working very hard to make him very proud. And I truly believe that me and him will make huge differences in this world, just in helping other people heal. You know, I believe that with my whole heart. Uh, And after having spent some time with you, getting to know you as well, I know that how much you honor his memory, but how much you truly desire to connect with those people who are grieving in a way that only someone who has been there can fully understand. You know, I can offer compassion that the people listening, most of them will be able to offer that compassion and that kindness. But that deep and true understanding is an unfortunate gift that he has given you, that you're able to help other people with it. So, you mentioned that your health had really deteriorated. So so your son passed in 2013. 2019, was that when kind of your health? Uh, 2018. By the beginning of 2018, my health had started to deteriorate. Do you think um, there was a link from the grief to the health? I don't know what your health issue was. So I'm just wondering if there was a link from the grief. Because, you know, you mentioned that when you started doing all of this personal work, you started to feel better. So I didn't know if there was a connection there. I truly believe there is. I have been diagnosed with fibromyalgia, chronic pain syndrome. The list goes on. But those are the two main ones. And, you know, in dealing with such a high level of grief, I internalized. I gave everything that I had left to my husband and my other son, but I didn't leave anything for myself. And in doing so, I think that by 2018, my body just finally said enough. Like it's time that you need to start figuring this out. And when the fibro and stuff kicked in, I actually spent from 2018 to the beginning of 2020, uh, 90% of the time on bed rest. The pain was so intense that there was days that I could barely turn the remote on. In 2019, my stomach started shutting down. They didn't know what was going on. Um, so by early 2020, I was pretty much living on water and jello. And some days, even taking that first drink of water, I just knew that today was not going to be a good day and that I would be curled in the fetal position basically the remainder of the day just from a drink of water. The doctors were struggling to figure out what was going on with my health. Again, by early this year, I was leaning closer to the direction of being with my son. I don't think anybody thought that I was going to be here by June because it had deteriorated so bad. And um, like I said, I just, I think I just finally hit a wall where I was that close that it was time. I think Devin knew it was time. It was time for me to make a choice. And with that choice, I had to either move forward or I had to go be with him. And I know, I know that he wants me to be with him when it's my time. And I know he knows, <laughs> and I see it now that that was not my time. So how did you fight back? I think that just deep down, it was the words finally clicked with me that if I didn't fight back, I was letting him down. I was letting his memory down. I do a lot, a lot of what I 
do in life (laughs) from 2013 on, obviously, has been to honor my son. And one of the things I have always said is that I will not do anything to tarnish his memory. No matter how hard things get, I will not tarnish his memory. And I think at the beginning of the year, when I got to that point and I physically had my husband and my other son, you know, basically telling me that they really didn't think I was going to be here much longer. It finally clicked in my head. I think like how selfish of me. He didn't have that choice. And for me, that was my aha moment. And I just really started to realize that I was allowing the grief to consume me. And that is not the way he lived his life. And so... It was time to pull my socks up and uh, really fight back. And like I said, it's just sheer determination of saying that this can't continue on. I need to do what I need to do to get my life back. So what did you need to do? What were some of the tools that you used? I found myself, like I said, very drawn to meditating. I had never meditated. I had never, I wasn't against it, but I wasn't for it. I knew nothing about it. And so with the meditations, I found myself drawn to my laptop and I was constantly looking at meditations and affirmations. And as I started to do that is when I came across Louise Hay's work with the affirmations. And I started doing a bit of reading, but I was more focused on the affirmations and that. And then one day I was on Facebook and there's Victoria Johnson on there and she's doing a heal your life training. And so I had messaged you obviously, and we talked a little bit and then, you know, there is costs associated with everything. And so it kind of slid to the wayside because I was still kind of trying to figure everything out yet. And I don't think I was quite ready at that point uh, to go down that road. And then I continued on with my meditations and affirmations and just building myself back up and finding that internal strength that got me to where I was. And the stronger I got, it was funny because by early summer, there's Victoria Johnson's face again on my Facebook. (laughs) And so I gave you a call again. And by that time, I just, I knew I was ready. I knew that this is my calling. I don't... You know, my my corporate life did its part when it was meant to, but I don't feel that my life moving forward is best, I don't know what word I'm trying to think of, but best suited to stay in that world. I really want to help others and help them to get through some of the pain and maybe not have to go to the level of grief that I went to before they have that aha moment. Unfortunately, in my life, um, once you're part of this family of grieving parents, there's many other parents out there that I've talked to. And, you know, I have a friend who is going through it right now herself who lost her son this summer. And it takes me, you know, I talk to her and it takes me right back to those early days. And I just, you feel that such high, intense emotions that you don't know what to do with. And if I can help them to learn how to, I guess, cope with them. We all deal with grief in our own time frame, but just some coping tools to help them to get through it. What a beautiful gift to be able to give to people. And you know, 
I think that what you said there, just this last part was so important as well, that you suffered to the point where you almost sacrificed your life through illness. And that if you can help people, and I know you will, and I'm sure you already have, to not feel that grief in such a paralyzing way, but to give them tools to be able to still feel the grief and all of their emotions, but be able to move forward with life at the same time. And I know that you are just the perfect person to be doing that. And I am so glad that you found the Heal Your Life work as well as other work uh, for the meditation, for the affirmations, for helping people. And I just want to tell the listeners that I have spent time with you in person recently. And this woman does not slow down. (laughs) 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 everything is done 100 miles an hour and um you know she is so incredibly physically and mentally strong and a inspiration and someone who will help lead you out of the dark days if that is what you need and michelle i would really like to share your website with the listeners as well as your facebook page because i feel that there's such a such a great need for this especially in the world as we know it today you know grief doesn't always mean death it doesn't always mean the passing of someone it can be a divorce it can be a job loss it can be the kids moving out of the house and having an empty nest. Grief shows up in so many different ways. Even just dealing with retirement is a form of grief for many. So to let them know that you are somebody who has uh, walked through the darkness and came into the light, again, wanting to share that website, it is peacefulconnections.ca which is such a beautiful name that aptly describes what you do. Peacefulconnections.ca and the Facebook page as well, Peaceful Connections. Michelle, would you like to share any final thoughts with the people who are listening? And thank you so much, by the way, for so incredibly bravely sharing your story. I think the biggest thing that I'd like to share is just there's always light at the end of the tunnel. How we get from point A to point B is our choice. And hours alone. I I think that sometimes we choose to take the easy route and other times we choose to take the hard route. And whatever choice that we make, like I said, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Don't ever give up. Yes. And there's that light inside of us that is drawn to that. So it is a natural place for us to return to, to that beautiful light. And I know that Michelle can help you get there. And I know that for many of you just listening to this podcast will have been a healing experience because Michelle was so brave to share her story with us. So thank you again, Michelle. Thank you, Victoria. Thank you for joining us today. It is my true desire that you have been inspired and felt a sense of connection with the words being shared. If you have an inspirational story to share on how you have overcome adversity and created an exceptional life, please visit my website, victoriajohnson.org. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you again next time.